The theme song for Sonic Heroes is just Sonic, Sonic Heroes is a great theme. Heroes. They literally made a whole yeah. song with that with stupid ass lyrics for every game. And you know for a fact that if I played it right now, you'd be dancing. Nah, that's actually my least favorite theme song. No, you're lying to yourself. I know for a fact also if I played it right now, you'd be like, all right, you know You'd what? bump it? It's actually not that bad. You would bump it too. You <laughs> You ignored oh my, my question. God, I, hold <laughs> hey. on. I, I know it. Hold on. Let me just quickly remind you. I ain't gonna let it get to me. I'm just gonna creep. Down in Pumpkin Hill, I got to find my lost peace. I know that it's here. I can sense it in my feet. The Great Emerald's... Oh, fuck! Yo! Bro, you deadass gave me a heart attack. <laughs> Did you that has to be put, the funniest like, 100 thing. volume on your computer? Yeah, that has to be the funniest thing I've ever done to my whole life. Not, oh not, even, God. not even Thunderstruck? No, that was easily the funniest thing I've ever done to you. If you thought and with that, like, we should start. If you thought I didn't like Sonic Heroes theme song before, I hate that shit right now. I never, I'm never gonna fuck with that theme song ever again in my life. Hey guys, Simon and Josue here for the Panic Brothers. Welcome back to our Panic Room podcast. This is now I think our fourth episode. I want to say fourth. Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and uh, as you guys know, we kind of staying on this theme of uh, representation. It's kind of why we started doing this podcast. We kind of want to make every episode about representation in video games or in some sort of media related to nerd culture, uh, specifically more towards our skin and from our background. But just like us, there are other backgrounds too that are very, very underrepresented in all these cultures and different media outlets. And I think Assassin's Creed is a very interesting title or video game series, I should say, that actually does a good job of kind of trying at least to cover these other people who are also not well represented in these media outlets. Uh, I know I'm saying I say that, but Josue was actually the original person who brought this up. <laughs> yeah, we were, I think, uh, I think like three or two weeks ago, somewhere around there, you were the one that brought up Assassin's Creed 3 and how crazy it was that a Native American as the main character. And that kind yeah. of floors the discussion. Yeah, you don't see a lot of in ever. <laughs> like, like, uh, not only do we ever barely see any minority take the lead in a video game. Like, I still can't tell you the last person besides probably Barrett from FF7, who is a black like man. A lead, lead. Exactly, he was just like a side lead, even though he was still. Yep. Honestly, he's still He's better huge. than nothing. He was well, great. you know, Cloud is still the main character. Oh yeah, definitely. The what is Cloud anyways? Is he Japanese? Is he white? He's Armenian. Makes sense. I truly <laughs> would. I truly that that is now my headcanon, by the way. Like, like you can't take take that away from me. But no, I yeah, Native Americans. Uh, crazy enough. And by the way, I mean, me and you both have some Native in our history, just not uh. 
specifically from the mainland United Same. States. But we got some Taino, yeah. Taino blood in us running through our veins. I know that I know it's in my Amen. It's in my lower left leg veins for sure. Oh, mine's uh, in my bottom right artery of my left foot. That's weird. That's so weird. Yeah, I know. My left foot's not supposed to have an artery. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so Native Americans. <laughs> that was stupid. Oh, Lord. Anyways, so Native Americans are actually pretty similar to Latinos. And the fact that majority of the representation that we get are in uh, fighting games, man. <laughs> Like, of course, of course. Like, where else is it going to be? It's not going to be in With Mario 3D characters. Land. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not going to be in Smash Bros, obviously. I it's mean, not going to be in Cooking Mama. I, yo. That, that, would, would, you, that could, would you be down? That could be a cool spinoff, though. Honestly? Or like a little Cooking DLC? Mama Dominicans? No. Hey. Actually... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You, thought about it. you thought about it. You thought about it. You thought about that, it. That may actually be something, bro. That could be something. I know you would. If, if there was a, like a Spanish food cooking mama that was only for like five bucks I'd in the e shop. Exactly. And then you'd be like, uh, you, gotta, you call your mom. Like, mama, uh, how do I make bacalao? How do I make a banana? <laughs> oh, how you do I need... make a banana. You need three apples and a pear. Oh, thanks, mom. Anyways. Looking <laughs> uh, at blockfort.com, they actually had a list of their top 10 most uh, popular video game uh, characters that are Native American. And mm -hmm. uh, six of those 10 characters are uh, from fighting games. We have Chief That's Thunder, nice. Killer Instinct, Rick Stroud, Fatal Fury, Wolf Hawkfield, Virtual Fighter, Night Wolf, Mortal Kombat, Peep How the last two have Wolf in their names. Like, yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> we have T Hawk from Street Fighter, which which might as well just be short for Tomahawk. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we have Julia Chang from Skin. So. You know what's crazy? You just listed off six characters, right? From fighting games. You didn't know any of them? Known fighting games, and I only knew one of them. You knew T-Hawk? Yep. I, yo, I'm mad you knew it. I'm mad you knew which one. <laughs> T-Hawk is the only one I knew in that. Hey, guys. It's Simon from the Panic Brothers. Hope you're enjoying the episode. I know I am. But do you know what I enjoy a lot more than just listening to some great podcasting? Some fabulous, shitty audio that is unrepairable by any engineer. Unfortunately, for some reasons... Hostways mic just kind of acts up for the next couple of minutes throughout the podcast. Please bear with it and try to decipher what he's saying. I tried my best to edit it, but God, it just wasn't possible. Once again, so sorry. We'll try our best to not make it happen again, but please just bear through the shitty audio you're about to endure. All right, see you. Yeah, when I was That's looking, the only one I knew. Yeah, when I was looking through the list, I, I don't know any of these characters, but then I saw T Hawk and I was like, ah, yeah. I remember that artwork. It's just the artwork too. I don't even I've remember seen the that character. Before. But they all have like super like like I don't want to say stereotypical sort of I guess. It's either names stereotypical as hell or uh or like in their like uniform thing, just like you have a feather or you have a tomahawk. 
Bro, his name is T-Hawk. His name is Nightwolf. Wolf Hawkfield. Can we talk about that? Wolf Like, what else do Wolf Hawk talk? <laughs> Virtual no way. He's gonna obviously, obviously, obviously be native. Like, wow. What? Imagine, imagine you have a Dominican fighter and his Palatino man. Like, what his name is what man? Palatino man. <laughs> six other dudes also in the same game are also called Palatino dude. Like, oh, how you know they're all Dominican? That's crazy. <laughs> H Uka Virtual <laughs> 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 Fighter <laughs> H dot Uka There is though uh, someone that I do want to mention though. Um I'm not sure if you know uh Tommy Tawadi. Tommy Tawadi. He is the protagonist of Prey. Uh, 2006 video game shooting game, uh, where mm -mm. It, he's it was like critically commercially successful the game, uh, and he was Native American. He was living in a Native American reservation in Oklahoma, and he was gifted uh, spiritual powers by grandfather. And like the game kind of like like delved into like Native American uh, culture and traditions while also being a game of its own. And it did pretty I well. Say. That was, yeah, it's pretty cool. I was actually, I was, I thought Connor from Assassin's Creed Three would be like the first main, like, American protagonist. Or like in the, the video best game. representation we had so far. Yeah. Well, I think he still is. Um, just because, like, straight up, like this dude, like, what? How more Native American can you get than Connor? In yeah. my opinion. Um, yeah. Unless you have a game that's straight up just zero American influence, just set set before Christopher Columbus came. Which would be pretty cool, actually. Um, but wait, I thought um, I thought Prey was a first-person shooter game, or I'm thinking so, of a different game. So in 2017, it was reimagined, but without oh. any, without any of the Native American stuff, like none of that, none of that. It was yeah, because I'm about to say, dude, I know the game Prey. And the the game's like futuristic shooter of aliens. Yeah, yeah. So it's a reimagining game that came out in 2006, where the only element that's still like kept is the fact that you have to run away and survive from aliens that's it everything else in the game is... oh man that kind of sucks that they didn't have the old prey like yeah yeah man, dude it, it's really and there, there was a sequel that was supposed to come out for prey uh but it was development hell for years 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 and it just didn't happen Damn. so Damn. it is what it is and now we have uh connor and what's sad is that out of all like you know, among the fandom of Assassin's Creed, people usually don't like Connor. Do you, do you remember your thoughts on Connor when Assassin's Creed 3 first came out? I actually thought he was kind of sick, I'm not going to lie. I really <laughs> thought the Assassin's Creed 3 uh, ensemble with the main characters war looked really sick, and the whole idea behind the game was sick, but I do remember thinking that no one was talking about the game. No one was like, oh, Connor's so much sick than Ezio, or this story's more sick than 2 and 1. Like, it seemed like everyone's like, eh... I guess I'll pick it up. But I thought it was a pretty cool idea, honestly. And I, that's probably just because I saw a dude who was slightly darker than a white man. Yeah. Do you do you ever just think about the correlation sometimes? That the games in the series that are least talked about just so happen to also have a colored protagonist? 
Yeah, I was about to get to that point. Like, yeah, I find it kind of like funny how that works like that. I mean, look at um, look at like uh, I'm trying to think of an example recent. Even recently, look at Pokemon Sword and Shield. They had a black uh, gym leader, and everyone immediately said, "Why isn't she white? Why can't we make her white instead? Why she gotta be black?" See how that works every time, and it's not even the U.S. too. It's in Japan too. It's everywhere in the world. We don't win, dude. Like we just, <laughs> yo, we never, never minorities never. don't win, dude. Like that's how it just always is. The only who else is colored? Um, would you consider Altair to be colored? He is Middle Eastern. Yes, but like you know, like he's so like uh not like in a colorist point of view, he's not discriminated. But yeah. if he was darker, I think Assassin's Creed would not have gone to the place it is now. Oof. Like, at all. You think because he was so? You Which think... is why I'm, I'm glad you're bringing this. What? No, no, go, go, go. I'm sorry. I'm glad you're bringing this up because uh, you you brought up uh, when we were first having this conversation about Assassin's Creed Three Liberation, and I just never heard about this game. And of course, the game I never heard about, and many people haven't heard about, had a black female protagonist. And I wonder how much different would the game have gone if it was a white male as a protagonist in that game. Well, let's not forget also that uh, it. It also um, was released for the PS Vita. <laughs> so, do you know Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry, by the way? I never have heard that game in my life. So, so it's a standalone DLC uh, for Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. And I think you don't you never even played Black Flag, right? I haven't, but I've heard great things about it. Oh, literally one of the best games. Like, yeah, you Assassin. love that game a lot. Yeah, it's amazing, wonderful. But besides the point, yeah. there was a standalone DLC for it called Freedom Cry. That straight up, Simon, I've never heard about. I never heard. Maybe maybe it was bad, but I downloaded it the other day. I was like going through the PlayStation uh, store, and I was like, what the f- What is this? Because I've never and heard of this game. And it was just a game. DLC standalone? It's a standalone DLC. Like, you don't even need Black Flag to play, right? You can just play it by yourself. Really? Okay. So it's a single player DLC. Um, I'm excited to try it out because mm-hmm. I just have never even heard of it. And yeah. dude, you play as a Haitian. You play as a as whoa time out what? Yeah, dude, he's escaping from in, in the beginning of the game. He escapes from Haiti, and he's an assassin. His name is Adewale. And this has never got talked about. <laughs> That's how I knew. Like, I was yo, like, son, what? Yeah, dude, he's Haitian. He's and okay, he's a member of the West this... Indies Brotherhood of the Assassins. But like, this goes back to my point of like, like, I don't think Assassin's Creed creators are bad. I think they're very good people because I think they oh. tried again and again and again. Yeah, and they try. They try. Bro, I think their games highlight or bring to light how bad it is that our audiences, when they see somebody. That's not white or the norm. Immediately turn it off, because I've never heard of Liberation. I've never heard of this fucking DLC. And and I was doing research before this, and I was looking up, and I completely forgot about Syndicate. Remember Assassin's Creed Syndicate? Uh, I haven't haven't gotten into it yet, dude. I completely forgot about this game because this game. You remember GamerGate? Yeah. Yeah. When GamerGate happened, Assassin's Creed Syndicate was the response to that. Because their trailers, their promotional art, everything about the game, there was a bunch of female assassins. Like, the whole game was around that. And no one ever really talked about it. Everyone's kind of like, ah, just... Yeah, dude. It's it's insane, bro. Like, (laughs) Like, they tried so many times. 
And it just never sticks unless it's a white-looking dude. Yeah. It's insane to me. Dude, this entire, like, era... Because, you know, you can break down um, the Assassin's Creed games into little, like, uh, segments or, like, arcs, right? So you have the Steel Trilogy, uh-huh. obviously. It's So then there's the Kenway Saga, which is Assassin's Creed 3, Liberation, Black Flag, and Rogue, right? Then there's uh-huh. there and then there's Unity and Syndicate together, and then there's this uh, Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla together, right? But yeah. the Kenway Saga, dude, they tried, bro. And then you just said to yourself, they also tried with Syndicate. They like if there's anybody, anybody out there during this era of gaming that really was at least in my opinion trying to do something about the lack of representation. Weirdly enough, it was Ubisoft. It was these guys. Yeah, Ubisoft Quebec. (laughs) And I think what's crazy is, like, I think, like I said, you can't get mad at them. They really tried. And I think it's not even that we have to look at the fact they tried, but we have to think about what did the the reception of the audience, what does that say about representation in in gaming? Because I found this wonderful paper. Uh, it's, It's by this person named Stephen J. Fishbun. Okay. He made a paper called uh, Competent, Capable, and Practically Dressed, The Representation of Women in Assassin's Creed Series. And he kind of breaks down exactly how women are represented in the series of Assassin's Creed. And he talks about Syndicate being direct response to Gamergate. And in his words, he says, The inclusion of female protagonists in the historical setting of Assassin's Creed Syndicate is a noble attempt to rectify gender equality, both present and past. However, it ultimately serves to further highlight the limitations of exclusivity through representation. In short, what that means is Ubisoft tried to break the barrier with adding all these female, black, whatever characters, right? But at the end of the day, what these games kind of highlight is how far can representation really give us? I mean, get us, excuse me. And what can exclusivity really do for us in video games? Because I think Assassin's Creed did the most. They were like, we are giving it all right now. And even still, it wasn't enough. So you have to question, what's the next step in gaming? Because it seems like if you just sprinkle in a character who is just slightly not white, the audience already turns a blind eye. How do you get the audience to still pay attention? That's insane to me, man. Like, legit, they tried so hard to syndicate and just got dubbed. And not to mention, it's not like Connor is completely native. Remember, he is half white. Also, they did, they and you know they had to that. do that because they were like, "Yo, they were like, hey, we gotta be careful because they might cancel us for this." And, I, and I'll bet money that that was like sort of like their plan B because I can bet money that they really did want to just make the dude completely native, right? I'll bet all mm-hmm. the money in the world. But then they're like, "Listen, but our plan B is that like if they don't, if this doesn't go well, we can just go back." To having a, a Caucasian protagonist, and that's what they did. They they went to his grandfather on the paternal side, which also happens to also be the uh, the assassinage because it's from his father who mm-hmm. is white. Uh, and mm-hmm. the next game about about his grandfather. I saw this one counter argument too, um, where someone online said, and it was a really interesting counterpoint. I think a lot of people agree with it. Is that well, you think of it like this: these games are historical, right? So if you're a woman character in a historical game, you can't do much. If you're a Native American historical game, you can't do much, right? So the counter-argument was people don't find these characters interesting because they're limited in the scope of their setting. 
And then I found another counter argument, which I loved a lot, that said, fuck that. That limitation still exists today. That's not a past thing. The fact that you yeah. can't play with a character with that skin color, that background, says more about the present than the past. It's not because of the historical setting. Even today, the gender norms of the 18th century and the fucking racism that existed back then too is still very well alive today. And you, by not supporting that game because of that, exhibits that so much. Yeah. And it sucks because, I, I, you know, I think we've seen time again, like, people do try to some degree to have representation and it gets shot down in terms of sales or in terms of critical reception. And, and it's just like, mm-hmm. and it's just weird because, like, I'm replaying Assassin's Creed 3 and I'm really here like, yo, this is actually an amazing experience. Now, don't get me wrong. It has its mm-hmm. issues. It does. But every Assassin's yeah. Creed game I've played yeah. so far has its issues, you know? So, yeah, like, I'm just mm-hmm. here like, what was it? Why do, why, what was the issue with this game? I mean, the modern segments, sure, they probably suck. Yeah, but to your, (laughs) to your, to your degree, it's the modern day segments just always sucked. You know, I hate that part of Assassin's Creed a lot. So, yeah. I didn't mind Desmond. I wanted him to uh, see you get it on with Lucy, but then Lucy was, Lucy ended up becoming a Templar. So it didn't even matter, bro. (laughs) (laughs) But yo, like. It's just insane, bro. It's just insane. This dude, this Native American assassin, was actually was also. I'm not sure if you remember. He was getting trained by an African American assassin. Do you remember mm-hmm. this dude? It was this mm-hmm. duo, bro. Like every. I remember you told me like in in the game like there's even a segment where he tells him, "Hey, Connor, you got to go in there." Yeah, yeah. There was that was that was. Yeah, that was so interesting. The beginning of the game, they're trying to get supplies. Yeah. And and Connor doesn't know his way around, and he's like, "Why can't you get it, Achilles?" His name is Achilles, and Achilles is like, mm-hmm. "Bro, <laughs> are you dead ass?" Yeah. Okay, let's. And skin color, and majority of the time, you shouldn't get in there either because of your skin color, but because you you sort of pass as Italian. So it can be real, it can be real, bro. Like that's a conversation that like. You just see how minorities be having. I feel like that's actually a conversation that I have with one of my minority homes. <laughs> uh-huh. like, that's what exactly going back to my old point about it, what this paper addressed, where it's like, it's not just things from the past. It is still very much here, dog. It has never yeah. left. Yeah. The fact that I had to wait. And it's like, like, what is this, man? What is this? How far along have we actually it's come, horrible. bro? How far have that's we actually come? I really, like, as somebody wants against the game development scene, and that, that's my ultimate goal in life, I want to be able to get into the scene and at least maybe craft the game one day. I wonder, you know, if I go down the route, and I hope I do of, ex- of inclusivity and, and thinking about other representation when I'm making my game, how do I do it without it just failing on me and people turning a blind eye? What is the next step? Because just skinning a character apparently does so much harm as it is. How do you make people freaking open their eyes? Like, I, I've had this conversation with you before. Like, like how how badly would we love to see like, like a like a simulation game sort of like Persona Five, where instead of taking place in Japan, it took place like in some Latin American country? That'd be mm-hmm. insane. 
that'd be next level. Huge. Like we would be all up on that. But like, if it doesn't take place in America, if it doesn't take place in, uh, in nerd culture's hard on, which is Japan, and that's also us, so we can't really say much. Um, then yeah, are we picking yeah. it up? Exactly. Exactly. I, I do think uh, there's certain areas too, like Greece gets kind of a pass because America uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, a lot of people like that game a lot, and I don't know if you ever played it before, but the game is very Greek in nature. Yeah. Like, the characters are all Greek voice actors, yeah. and they actually use a language, and the culture is very Greek, and you kind of get away with that. And I remember I was reading a, a Polygon article. I can't remember who it was by. I think... Let me see if I can find it. I think it's Alex... Alex... Oh, I'm going to mess this up. Alex Kaloyanis, I think is how you pronounce it. Okay. He's this Greek author for Polygon. And he even writes about himself. He's like, it, it's it's cool to have, to realize you have this privilege of being able to see your culture in a video game that people don't trash on. I'm able to pick up Odyssey, pick up the the culture and the conversations. Be like, I know that word. I know that. Like my uncle talks like that, and people don't come down to me like, oh, this game is too black or this game is too Hispanic. That's a privilege that I wish so many of us freaking had, man. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't. I would love to have a conversation with someone who is native and, is, and has that background, and ask them what their opinion of this game is. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do know, and it was also based off of a Polygon article as well, that the dev team behind Assassin's Creed Three actually got in touch with uh, various Native American groups and like really? cultural advisors to make sure that this is as accurate of a depiction as possible. So I really respect yeah. that, and I really mess with that. And there's like that's kind of sick, actually. Oh, it's amazing! It's so cool. I do know that a lot of the complaints about uh, about Connor's character in Assassin's Creed Three is more so just because he isn't um, as suave or as I don't know, quote unquote, cool as Ezio. But like, uh-huh. I don't know, when I really think about it, and I really compare the two, because you know, Connor is usually seen as a very like, listen, I have one goal in mind. I don't really give a fuck about anything else, and I like, yeah. and it pisses me off to my core. So like, I'm gonna off as a fucking ass every single time you interact with me. And the thing is, though, <laughs> real talk, like real, real talk. Like I didn't understand yeah. that as a kid because I didn't know any better. I didn't understand. Like I'm uh-huh. actually like playing through it now, dude. Ezio was Ezio is an Italian living in Italy, and yeah, things happened to him that sucked. Like his family died. That's yeah it really sucks but this dude still got game <laughs> that really sucks. he was he was afforded a lot of still great luxuries in his life like uh-huh. you know it's not the worst thing connor he was playboy dude like everyone freaking loved him yeah connor just doesn't have that like not only did his family also die like his mom died but like Dead. dude yeah he's also and I know you can relate, Simon. He is, well, to a degree, I don't know how far along we both are. He is a colored person. And he is constantly being surrounded by people who hate him in this game. There's every single person he has to go to for help is someone who doesn't want to give him help because of his the color of his skin, bro. Which there is, is why it's so much less leisure than someone like Ezio. He yeah. doesn't have the privilege of just, just chilling. Yeah, you never see Connor go up to like a girl in the game and be like, Hey, yo, what's up? How you doing, girl? No, that it's very much like... It ain't happening. Like, he has to go talk to, like, all of the founding fathers who all hate him. Who all have slaves, right? And he just, like, listen, I, 
I just need to get this done. <laughs> like, and like, and I love this one part of. The I game. really wish I didn't have to go through you to get this done, but I need to. <laughs> yeah, so let's just get this going. And the thing, I, I just really love this uh, recent segment that I just uh, played. That it was just straight up him going to George Washington and like, I forgot the other character, but there's two other characters, and lo and behold, they're both Caucasian, right? And mm-hmm. and like he has to get done something done. And he's pissed off, and he goes to the, he looks at the both of them, and he says, "You better not fucking follow me, cause I will murder you, both of you. <laughs> I will murder you." And he leaves. And the thing is, I was just like, I remember, I don't, like, I was just like, yeah, dude. <laughs> yes, bro. That's, that's that energy, stand up bro. That's that energy, and I know, yo, dude. That's that energy, man. That someone who is in his position would have, dude. I think, and like, you know how you said you as a kid were turned off by that? I think a lot of people, even as adults now, are turned off by that. Where it's like, oh my god, why is he so standoffish? Why does he always have to talk about race? Yeah. Why does he have to hate <laughs> white people? And I think when, when people see that, they're just like, how can I relate when he hates me? And it's just like, yeah. oh, like it, it, it was like that, though. You got to put yourself in his shoes. If you're in his shoes... You'd be pissed off too, Doc. It's really not all about your perspective. Yeah. There's no way that he's going to go up to these dudes and just be like, Hey, George! How you doing? What's going on? And How many slaves me. you catch today, George? And, dude, <laughs> something that really opened my eye was there was a scene where you go to, like, uh, I don't know what I don't know what it was. Something like a, akin to, like, a city hall, right? Where George, uh-huh. George Washington just gave a speech. And... You're in that city hall or you're in that building and there's maids. There's like, you know, people cleaning like the floor, cleaning the walls, cleaning everything. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, hold on. And I like moved the camera closer. Dude, they're all uh-huh. black. They were all black. Every single maid? Every single one of the maids were Not all surprised. black. And I was just Not like. Surprised. Not surprised. No, but the thing is, that's historically accurate. That's how it no, was. Exactly. But it's just like exactly. an eye opener, dude. Like it's just like, like and this... I guarantee not many people played the game even took a minute to realize it. Yeah, definitely. I didn't even realize that as a kid. I'm just, bro. I was just now. I'm just playing, and I'm like, oh, dude, this is. You really start thinking like, oh, these are just to help. Like it's just to help. Yeah, yeah. No, it just it blows my mind, dude. It blows my mind. No one, listen. You can't never fault, in my opinion, at least Assassin's Creed for their world building because they straight up do their homework. They tried. They tried. They do their homework. Yeah. You can fault them for yeah. gameplay. You can for, I don't know, character development, sure. But what they do with that world and what they're trying to do for, like, representing as many places as possible, man. And, like, really going in and, like, trying to make sure that it's, like, as accurate as it was to that time period. No mm-hmm. one does it as good as them, dude. Honestly, it sucks because at the end of the day, the end goal that they're trying to do with representation doesn't land because of the audience, and they can't really do anything about that. But it still is just great that they're trying. And even though it failed with three, and even though it failed Liberation, they still and have tried freedom it again cry. and again and again and again. They could And Freedom Cry and Syndicate. They could have easily been like, all right, we're done. We got to just stay all white. But they haven't. They've always been like, we can still keep trying. And I appreciate them for pushing that forward. Because honestly, anybody in the game industry would look at the money and easily be like, the money is telling me we got to keep it white. And they could have easily done that. But instead, they really decided, let's just try to world build as many cultures as possible. 
And I appreciate if they keep pushing that ball forward because I honestly do think with time, more and more audiences will notice and start appreciating it instead of turning a blind eye to it. And listen, I just hope that we can get... I don't know. I just hope that we can see... Just... I mean, I'm going to sound... I'm going to say that we've always said this already. I just wish we see more of this. Dude, the fact that... I just I just saw your reaction, man. When you asked this dude at Wale in some Haiti, you like were like, what? Like, yeah, I said, yo, son, what? I never heard of that before. No, I never heard of this. That's the furthest. The thing, the, like, but the, the thing that I want, honestly, is that I just want, like you said, I want more representation. Yes, but what I want is I want the one, the, the best game of a series to be somebody. That is not white as a protagonist. If your best game in the series has someone from a ethnic background as the main protagonist, that is the fucking best thing I can imagine for that series, man. That's what I want to see from Assassin's Creed. I know one and two are never going to be beat, but it'd be sick if they made a game with an ethnic background main character and it became the best one there. That's where we're at. Yeah, that's it, man. Let's just end it on that. By the way, uh, I, really I may have been mistaken. I think I, I, I have been lying to you. Um, is actually was actually born into slavery on Trinidad. Even still, that's freaking huge. That's yeah, still freaking huge. Wait, wait, wait. He was born into slavery on Trinidad, but... Went to Haiti? Oh, he, but in, during, the, during the game, he was shipwrecked. And he got to Haiti in the game. So in the uh, game, you go to Haiti, but which is still pretty pretty big, by the way. Freaking sick, because how many games actually go to Haiti? Exactly. <laughs> exactly, bro. No, but yeah, Trinidad, yo, that's still some that's some that's some Caribbean. Hey, yo, so there's there's two slave protagonists. Well, sorry, let me take that back. There's two enslaved persons as protagonists. Um and I don't want to call them slaves. Just... And they are probably the most unknown Assassin's Creed character. Gotten. Completely. That is just the most wild shit to me, man. Anyway, uh, I really enjoyed this conversation, by the way. that was that, It's just interesting to see, like, for once we're discussing something where it's a great effort, and even still it's short. But I appreciate that we're talking about something that actually has, like, some nobility behind it and some real effort outside some Marvel characters who are just freaking poster children, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah, honestly, yeah. But thank uh, you guys for listening. This episode four of the Panic Room podcast. Once again, we're the Panic Brothers, Simon and Osue. You can follow more of our content on YouTube or Twitch, which we're actually about to stream right after this. So that's kind of <laughs> funny I mentioned that. We have our Instagram, our Twitter, our Medium. It's all Panic Brothers. This is the only thing that's really called the Panic Room. And, uh, yeah, leave a like, comment, review. We appreciate everything, any feedback. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. Peace.